Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how sleep may have evolved before the brain did, why airports keep birds of prey on staff, and what would happen if you stopped time. Let's satisfy some curiosity. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I stopped time. (laughs) Quick question for you. Why do we sleep? I mean, it seems safe to say that the answer has something to do with our brains. That's why this next sentence is so mind-blowing. New evidence suggests that sleep might have evolved before brains. This is counterintuitive, to say the least. I mean, everybody has had those nights where you didn't sleep well and you had to fight through brain fog the next day. And the longer we go without sleep, the worse this gets. Just 24 hours of sleep deprivation is all it takes for the average human to start experiencing minor hallucinations. So even though we know sleep is good for our health because we can see the bad things that happen without it, there's still no definitive answer as to why we do it. But here's the weirdest part. Researchers studying the evolution of sleep have found tiny animal cousins to jellyfish that regularly enter sleep-like states, even though... They don't have brains or central nervous systems, yet they seem to benefit from sleeping. These tiny creatures are known as hydras, not to be confused with the mythological multi-headed serpent-like monster with the same name. In a recent study, researchers were able to observe these tiny little hydras entering a sleep-like state every four hours, where they would just sort of stop moving. The team even found that they could use a flash of light to rouse the sleeping hydras, Kind of like your parents would flip on the light to wake you for a pre-dawn road trip. But the hydras didn't just look like they were sleeping. The researchers also found they could trigger this sleep-like state by dosing the hydras with melatonin, dopamine, and at least three other chemicals our bodies use to regulate sleep. Their sleep was similar at a chemical level. Because hydras are members of a very primitive branch of our evolutionary tree, there's a good chance any traits we share with them are very old. So this suggests that the common ancestor of brain-having mammals and brainless hydras probably slept close to the same way we do now. If even brainless animals sleep, then the key reason that humans sleep might have more to do with the body than the brain. But for now, it's still a mystery. A mystery! I wonder if hydras sleep, though. Like the mythological creature. (laughs) Well, if the real creature sleeps, then surely the mythological creature sleeps. Because the mythological creature clearly evolved from the real creature. That's just how mythological creatures work. Mm, True. That is science. (laughs) When you think about birds flying into airplane engines, you probably feel bad for the birds, understandably. But that's a big problem for planes, too, since they can cause damage and force pilots to make emergency landings. So to counteract this growing problem, a lot of airports are turning to the bird's natural predator, the falcon. If that sounds far-fetched, then maybe you should think about U.S. Airways Flight 1549. Remember that? That's the one that made an emergency landing in the Hudson River in 2009 after hitting a flock of geese. It eventually became a feature film starring Tom Hanks. Strikes like that happen thousands of times per year. The FAA reports there were more than 16,000 wildlife strikes in 2018, and more than 97% of those were birds. And the problem is only getting worse. 
which is for a lot of reasons, including the fact that planes are quieter and there are more of them in the air. Airports have tried all sorts of things, from sirens and pyrotechnics to flapping falcon-like drones. O'Hare International Airport here in Chicago even employs goats and sheep and llamas to eat the plants that provide food and shelter for birds. Birds may get used to sirens and firecrackers, but nothing strikes more fear in their hearts than a falcon. Mark Adam is the president of Falcon Environmental Services, and he calls them the great white sharks of the sky. At the Toronto Pearson Airport, Adam's company sets falcons aloft to patrol 4,500 acres every day from before sunrise to after sunset. Of course, once you let a majestic bird free, there's no guarantee it'll come back to you. So handlers outfit the birds with radio transmitters to keep tabs on their locations and spin a hunk of delicious raw meat in the air to lure them back to home base. According to Adam, the predators only kill another bird around 1% of the time. But it's enough to clear the air and let planes take off safely. Not a bad deal. Although, Ashley, I hear sometimes the Falcons have been caught snacking on avocado toast. You know what they're called? What are they called? Millennial Falcons. <laughs> oh, those Millennial Falcons can't buy a house. <laughs> All that avocado toast. I really like avocado toast. <laughs> like, it's so good. Sometimes during this pandemic, it's felt like time has stopped entirely. But what if you literally stopped time? Ashley looked into this question in the early days of our podcast, and it's probably one of my favorite stories ever. So we remastered it for you. Take a listen. You know how some superheroes and supervillains can stop time? Well, it turns out the real-world effects of stopping time wouldn't be very practical. But they're a pretty fun way to learn about physics. Can I just say I loved this article? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I loved writing it. I'm really big into time stopping because I played a lot of Mega Man 2 when I was little. Aha. Flash Man is iconic. Really good music, too. Yeah, actually, you helped me with this article because I was like, what's an example of a time where you stop time? And you're like, Mega Man. I remember. And then time stopped. And I thought to myself, now is my chance. <laughs> anyway, it was good. Before we get into this, let's define what we mean by stopping time. We're talking about when you stop time for everything but you, obviously. Like in TV shows or movies where everything is frozen and a character walks around moving stuff. Adam Sandler in Click, Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, stuff like that. Well, for this to even work, you need to account for every molecule of fluid and air inside and outside of your body. If you're able to move around, then we have to assume the molecules inside you can move around too. And if the air in the rest of the room stopped experiencing time, then every molecule would stay suspended precisely in the same location. So you wouldn't be able to move because you'd be trapped in a prison of air molecules. So let's say that time keeps flowing normally for the molecules near your body. And beyond that, time stands still. All right, well, there's still a problem. As you listen to this, particles of light called photons are traveling at the speed of, well, light, obviously, into your eyes. You're also hearing this podcast at the speed of sound through the air as pressure waves that eventually get to your ears to vibrate your eardrums. If you stop time, then all light and sound would stop too, which might leave you instantly deaf and blind. Not super helpful, right? Okay, let's say that any photons that had already been emitted from a source, like a light bulb, your cell phone, or the sun, let's say that those photons got to keep traveling. Okay, well, then you've got anywhere from a fraction of a second to a full eight minutes where you could still see. 
But we want unlimited time, so let's not stop it completely. Instead of stopping it, what if you slowed it to a crawl? Well, that wouldn't work either. When you slow down electromagnetic waves for light and pressure waves for sound, you get waves of a lower frequency. But at a low frequency, you'd hear sounds that drop below the range of human hearing. And light at a lower frequency moves into the infrared, microwave, and radio wave realm. So you wouldn't be able to see that either. In the end, maybe the ability to stop time is one of those superpowers in the be careful what you wish for category, like reading thoughts and turning everything you touch into gold. Still, who said science fiction can't help us learn about science? Let's recap all the things we learned today, starting with the fact that sleep may have evolved before the brain. Researchers learned that tiny little organisms called hydras sleep even though they don't have brains or central nervous systems. And we may share a common ancestor that slept in similar ways to both humans and hydras. I mean, we saw this like 100 years ago in The Wizard of Oz. The scarecrow slept. Right. The poppies made all of them sleep. I wonder if if you could get some hydras into Oz. Will poppies, poppies will put them to sleep? Sleep. That was me. <laughs> Never mind. What? I you were going to get in. <laughs> I was quoting the movie. Poppies. Yeah. Poppies will put them to sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, this has gone off the rails. Uh, <laughs> Love it. And we learned that airports employ birds to keep their planes safe. Falcons are basically the great white sharks of the sky, and they scare away other birds. And they actually rarely kill those birds, so it's pretty humane, too. And one day, the leader of those birds will be promoted to captain. And then that bird's going to be like, Falcon safety. I don't know what that is. Like Captain Falcon and Smash Brothers. Doesn't matter. Oh, Captain Falcon. Whenever he does a move, he's always like, Falcon punch or like Falcon kick. <laughs> and it's really rad. So like these Falcons are like, Falcon safety. <laughs> Falcon, make air travel safer. There you go. Save the airlines. Someone call Nintendo and get him to help with a public service announcement. <laughs> we also learned that stopping time would be fun, but probably not that practical. If every molecule outside your body stopped, you wouldn't be able to move. And even if you could move, you wouldn't be able to see or hear anything because light and sound waves wouldn't move towards your eyes and ears. Or they would move so slowly you wouldn't be able to detect them. Not super fun. I have a love-hate relationship with explanations like these. Because on the one hand, it's really cool to think about, like, okay, really, in real life, what would it take for this to happen? But on the other hand, it's way more fun to be like, no, I'm just going to stop time and I'm not going to think about the science, okay? And that <laughs> is valid. You are valid for thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke and Ashley Hamer and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to Falcon Learn! Something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.